Welcome to The Paranormal Path, a program committed to going beyond conventional understanding. From the realm of ghosts, spirits, and other spectral entities, to Bigfoot, aliens, and ancient mysteries, let's gather our bearings and tread this path together from one realm to another. Welcome to The Paranormal Path, Episode 1. Coming up on this show, I'll share a bit about myself and my paranormal research group. I'll also be talking you through how to capture electronic voice phenomenon the right way and how to edit it. Hi, I'm Adam from the Paranormal Research Organization of Wisconsin, based out of Appleton, Wisconsin, and welcome to The Paranormal Path. As a longtime fan of podcasts, I always dreamed of hosting my own podcast someday. Well, now is that day. I now have the time and equipment to do it, so I'm really excited about launching this project. Before I can tell you more about me though, let me tell you a bit about the show. The show will be covering several different topics about the paranormal. However, primarily the show will focus on ghosts and other entities. The plan is to bring you interesting paranormal news on a regular basis. We will also talk with authors and discuss topics related to the paranormal. Uh, because we are a paranormal investigative team, though, we will try to share relevant articles and information. Now, maybe I can share a bit about me. I started up the Paranormal Research Organization of Wisconsin in 2008, shortly after moving from West Virginia to Wisconsin. I grew up in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, most of my life, and was pretty much thrust into the paranormal at a young age. You know, I truly believe the choice to walk down the paranormal path wasn't made by me. It was pretty much decided by the spirit world. For most of my childhood, I was subjected to all different kinds of paranormal activity in my family home. Lights turned on and off while I was in the room, and I'm talking about light switches moving, not just lights flickering. I've heard footsteps in my old home, as well as seeing different types of entities. They even used to uh, keep me up at night by playing with my wooden headboard. To this day, I still don't have a wooden headboard on my bed, and I refuse to have a headboard on my bed. After basically dealing with living in a haunted house most of my life, and finding my own ways to cope, I became more and more fascinated with the paranormal. This interest led me to explore ghost tours of haunted areas. I eventually took a semi-private tour with a woman named Susan Kreitz. She turned out to be a con artist, but she did introduce me to the investigative side of things. We were told to bring cameras on our tours, and we were told what to look for in our photos. Looking back at it now, we were only photographing dust, but I was introduced to the idea that ghosts could be photographed. My best friend and I began going to this haunted area on our own outside of Susan's tours, and we both found we really enjoyed doing ghost hunting. I lived so close to Civil War battlefields that I got the idea one day to go to one by myself at night. Ooh, spooky. I chose Gettysburg. Um, well, I didn't take uh, but a minute upon entering the park near Devil's Den to spot the camera flashes lighting the fields like musket flashes. As I walked in the field in the dark, I was approached by a psychic investigating, and she took me around the park and showed me some of the most haunted places in Gettysburg, which was really neat. She also showed me some of her ghost hunting gear. Since then, I was hooked. I started bringing my best friend out with me to Gettysburg at that point, on a fairly regular basis, maybe even monthly. 
I started to capture some great voices on my tape recorder, known as Electronic Voice Phenomenon, or EVP for short. I also was capturing some amazing spirit photography on my grandfather's old 35mm SLR camera. My friend and I did this for most of my undergraduate year in college. One day though, while we were talking on the phone, his coworker overheard our conversation at his work. She approached him and talked to him a bit about the paranormal group she was uh, in out of Pennsylvania. We were both invited to go on a ghost hunt with them in Gettysburg. Since then, we became a part of the Ghost Research Foundation with Patty Wilson and Scott Crownover, two really great friends of mine now. Patty and Scott are well known and respected in the paranormal field. Along with them, I investigated some truly amazing haunted sites, and I learned even more about the paranormal. I even met and investigated with some famous people. Life was stable for a while, but soon I entered grad school and everything changed. I was working a regular job doing a challenging internship and dating someone very special to me at the same time. I ended up putting more time into other things than ghost hunting and eventually stopped doing it altogether. I married the love of my life shortly before finishing grad school and moved away from West Virginia in search of a different life in a different part of the country. Wisconsin as well as Montana both called to me. Wisconsin seemed to be more practical of a place to move, so off we went. I tried to give up ghost hunting and the paranormal and lead a normal life, but it's something that you can never really truly stop being involved in once you've already experienced so much. It's a part of me as much as I'm a part of it. I started up my own group, pulling from all my experience and training back in 2008 and called it the Paranormal Research Organization of Wisconsin, or PROW, PROW for short. We only had a few members, and it never really picked up. It was mostly my fault, really, as I didn't put as much time into the building the group as I needed to. I was too busy enjoying my new state, truthfully. And the group ended up going into hibernation for several years, with me being unsure when and if I would ever even start it up again. I decided it would be easier to just join an already established group at that point. I ended up uh, finding the Greater Milwaukee Paranormal Research Group, or GMPRG. They were all nice, but there was something about the founders that bothered me, and their vision was to charge money per month to be in the group in order to pull it together to buy equipment. I explained over and over that I didn't believe that this was necessary and I didn't plan on paying to partake. I further explained that I didn't feel I needed to be charged, considering so much work on my part went into going over the evidence. After a few months watching everyone else in the group so easily hand over their money, I decided that joining a group with this operating function was a mistake. I soon departed and stopped ghost hunting yet again, as I couldn't find any other groups that either didn't charge money or weren't ran by a bunch of teenagers uh, or creepy people. My wife and I were soon blessed to have a child, and the ghost hunting got put off even longer. However, he soon grew up, as they do, and I had a little more time that I could indulge in my hobby when all were asleep. I've learned since then how to protect myself psychically, as well as having a bit more money for equipment, so I decided to reactivate the group and start seeking out new members. In a relatively short time, I found two people in the area interested in ghost hunting. One blew us off at the last minute, unfortunately, on an investigation, and she's no longer in the group. The other, Daniel, is still with us and seems to be an amazing investigator. Level-headed, calm, and rational, he makes a fine addition to the team. 
One of my original members back when the group was first formed has volunteered to help again. We've also had some interest from other wonderful people to help in investigations, like Lara and Angie. So, now that you know a bit about me and my group, let's get on with the show. Today I want to talk to you about Electronic Voice Phenomenon, or EVP for short. You know, I find that so many people are interested in the paranormal, don't know very much about EVP, nor really pay much attention. Too often, pictures and videos are the focus for the paranormal. I didn't understand that a while ago, and I still don't understand that today. To me, EVP is an amazing occurrence that should be further explored. EVP is a phenomenon that occurs when our electronic voice equipment records a spirit voice. Oftentimes, we can't hear the voices with our own ears, but once we listen to our audio recorders, boom, there's the voice. And you don't have to use a high-powered or, or high-quality recorder to do this. It can be done with the most basic of voice recorders. My good friend's child captured EVP on his little audio recorder from a McDonald's Happy Meal toy. So now that you know what EVP is, let me explain a bit about theory supporting it and debunking it. One mode of thought is that spirits are made of energy. If they're made of energy, then it could be theorized that they could tap directly into audio recorders fairly easily. Perhaps it's more difficult for them to generate or tap into enough energy to blurt out whatever they want to say out, out loud so our ears can pick it up. But it's much easier for them to directly imprint their thoughts into audio recordings. Another train of thought is that they are speaking, but our ears aren't sensitive enough to pick up the frequency they are speaking in. Perhaps certain microphones do a better job of picking it up. I don't know if I necessarily buy into this theory, though. Debunkers believe a couple of different things. With the use of cassette tapes, debunkers believe that the alleged EVP is nothing more than audio from a previous recording bleeding through the new recording. Well, maybe so, sometimes. But how does this explain digital recordings? Well, there's a theory to explain this away too. And that theory is that the recorder is picking up stray radio waves. Another theory is that the recorder is picking up a voice in the vicinity that we didn't pay attention to while recording. But upon listening, back to the tape, we mistakenly assume that distant voice from a living person is actually EVP from a spirit. Now, this is fairly easy to do if you don't know what you're doing. So, where did all this begin? Surprisingly, it began with some of the most brilliant people in modern times. Edison, Tesla, Lodge, and Marconi. All of these men believed in an afterlife. Tesla actually had designs for a machine that he believed would enable communication between this life and the afterlife. Of course, the machine was never discovered. Thomas Edison allegedly created an afterlife communication machine. Now, experimentation with afterlife communication dates back to at least the 1930s. And the history of, of this communication is expansive, and it won't be covered on this show. Though, I just want you to know that this is not a new phenomenon, and that some of the most brilliant people have been exploring this with some success. And, you know, perhaps there is a magical device that enables open communication, but it's not been possible to let out into the wild of the public sphere. That's possible. Capturing EVP is surprisingly easy. Turn your audio recorder on and start asking questions. Nowadays, most cell phones can even do this. Capturing good EVP is surprisingly easy too. You have to follow some guidelines in order to do it though. 
This is something everyone should know because we all have a stake in exploring this life and the next. So what do you need, you might ask? Well, you need a dedicated audio recorder, really. You have two options here. You can go with something semi-pro over $100 or consumer for under $100. You can even go very cheap too, under $50. Yeah, I know, that makes three options, but I'm really considering that as a second option. I say two options because each has pros and cons, and it's helpful to separate it into two different, two different things. So let's talk a bit about that. One pro to an expensive audio recorder is likely going to be a high-quality microphone. Now, that's not 100% for sure, but you know the adage, you get what you pay for. Along that same train of thought, a quality microphone means you'll have a clear EVP with less noise to filter out. Also, oftentimes, the microphones are more customizable for specific situations, which is nice when you don't know what conditions you'll be recording in. A con to an obvious recorder is obviously the price. It's a lot of money to shell out for a hobby, and you'll also find that your EVP count goes down significantly, going from a low to a high-quality microphone setup. This is likely because you can better distinguish genuine EVP from people in the other room. It's been theorized that spirits need a bit of background noise to sometimes generate a response. High-quality microphones reduce that background noise significantly, so entities that are weak might not be able to imprint their voices. That's just a theory, though. Pros to getting a cheaper audio recorder is background noise, which can help weaker entities get their message through. The problem here, though, is that it's so buried in the static that you can't clear it up. Now, it's not always the case, but oftentimes it is. So you're left with an EVP you can't do anything with. You know that it's something, and it's maybe something paranormal, but it doesn't help you in an investigation. I suppose it helps to build evidence that there's a haunting taking place, but it doesn't really help any further than that. Another pro to a cheaper recorder is, again, the price. They're readily available, too. I still don't recommend recorders on cell phones. I don't trust cell phones for this, nor do I trust the length of time I can record onto them. Plus, you can also mess up the EVP recording with cell phones, which I'll get into in a little bit. One of the recorders I use for recording EVP is an old and cheap Olympus audio recorder. This is my low-quality audio recorder. Its counterpart that I use at the same time is a Zoom H2n. That's what you're hearing me record this on. So now that you know what you need to record with, let's talk about how to do it. Or rather some tips, because I assume that if you're able to download and listen to this, then you have the ability to hit the record button on the audio recorder. Tip number one, turn your cell phone off or put it into airplane mode. Cell phones tend to generate a weird electronic popping noise on recorders when kept in the vicinity. You risk ruining a good EVP if this happens at an unfortunate moment. Trust me. Tip number two, speak loud enough that it's clear on the tape you are not a spirit. Make sure any company you have along with you also speaks loudly as well and doesn't whisper. If someone does whisper, identify it as such as you hear it. Whispers during recording sessions often get mistaken after the fact as EVP. Tip number three. Make sure you have a dedicated EVP session while doing your investigation. In other words, don't have a group doing EVP and another group roaming around also doing EVP sessions. You have to be mindful of this again to eliminate false EVPs. Tip number four. Give at least 30 seconds in between questions. 
When asking questions, address the entity as if there's a person right in front of you. Yes, you might look schizophrenic doing this, but it's how you do it. Tip number five. Hold your audio recorder right in front of you as if you're interviewing somebody. You just might be. Tip number six. Carry your recorder or recorders with you. So many investigators lay their audio recorder down and walk away from it. Forget that if you're serious about getting good EVPs. Carry it with you. Tip number seven. Make sure you have enough batteries or battery life in minutes on your recorder to last the investigation. You don't want to waste precious time by playing with or changing or charging the batteries or clearing the audio out of memory onto the computer. That just might be the time a spirit wants to talk with you. Tip number eight. Leave your recorder on all the time. For convenience sake, most investigators turn the recorder to VAC mode or voice-activated mode, but you risk missing a lot of EVP by doing this, as you're assuming the EVP will be loud enough that it will cross the gain threshold and start the recorder up. Tip number nine. Don't egg on entities. You might not like the responses you get back after doing that. You also might just piss off whatever it is to the point it just doesn't want anything to do with you. And if you're dealing with something possibly negative, do you really want to risk angering it? Tip number 10. Ask questions to help establish identity. Ask about the date, time, what they are seeing, what they are doing or did, their name, age, etc. I view EVP as a way to learn more about the entity, so asking the right questions is key. Tip number 11. Do it often. The more you do EVP, the more receptive spirits are to communicating with you. I really have no idea why this is, though there might be some metaphysical explanations to this, but I won't go into them. You, they can easily be found in most occult books. Tip number 12. If your audio recorder is able to listen live, and that's in quotes, then take advantage of that. I've heard some EVP live as it was captured via headphones. It was a very interesting experience. Tip number 13. Make sure your life is cleared out enough that you have the time to analyze your audio. If you follow my guidelines, you'll potentially have hours of audio to analyze once you're done. Do what I do, prop your feet up, and get out a notepad and pen and listen. As you hear an EVP, pause and jot down the time. Do that for everything, and after you're done, then you can edit the clip as needed. More on that in a sec, though. Tip number 14. Import your audio to your computer as fast as you can. I don't know why this is the case, and I can't even begin to theorize, but I've found that EVP tends to vanish from my audio. I know that sounds crazy, but it has happened. If I listen to my tape and hear Get Out very clearly at 12 minutes in on the dot, and leave it for a few days, then when I get back it might not be able to be found on the EVP. That happens actually quite often to me. I've heard from others that this happens to them too. Tip number 15. Make sure you're ready for what you might hear. Hearing EVP you captured can be life-changing. It might even change the way you think about your existence, so be careful what you dabble with. Okay, so now that you know what to use and how to use it, let me explain what you'd then do with it. You need to have a computer to do this right. What you need to do is import your audio recordings into your computer as soon as possible. Then you need to listen to it, with any media player really, to jot notes of the times in the audio session the EVP occurs. After you're finished with that, 
you need to clip each individual EVP bit and save each one as a separate audio file. Now make sure you clip a few seconds before and after the EVP to help give context to the response and questions. I like to name it as what I think it is, like get out. After I've done all of that, I then open up an audio editing software package. Now I personally use Acoustica, CoolEdit Pro, and Audacity. But whatever you use, and if it works for you, and you're familiar with it, then use it. I switch between the three until I either clean up the clip to where I'm satisfied, or I just delete the EVP if it's no use to me. I run each clip through my editing software and clean it up as best I can. Common techniques I use are noise reduction, amplification, playing with the levels, slowing down the audio, and sometimes reversing the audio. I then save the file as dash edited. So taking the get out EVP, I'd save it as get out dash edited. Now that would not override the original, I would keep that and then I would save a separate file that, you know, something dash edited. Now that's really about all you need to know about EVPs. You don't have to go to haunted places to do this. Places where you'd never figure have a haunting likely have some spirits hanging around that will be much obliged to speak to you. I found that I often get responses in my homes where I didn't suspect that I even had spirits dwelling there. I've grown in my spirituality since then and learned that spirits are all around. I hope this has been helpful for you if you were ever interested in trying to capture EVP on your own. I encourage everyone to at least try it. It's a true gift we have and we don't even know it. In later shows, I'll talk more about ghost hunting tips, so stay tuned for those. We didn't have time to get into paranormal articles, interviews, or other ghost hunting tips on today's show, so keep a lookout for future shows for those. The Paranormal Research Organization of Wisconsin is in the process of planning future investigations at the moment as well. We're also working on setting up interviews for the show later, too. Please check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and keep checking up on the news section under our webpage for updates at hauntedfoxvalley.com. Keep a lookout for articles as well. I'll try to keep those coming a few times a year. If you have a haunting, know of a haunting, or have a friend, or know someone who has a haunting, please consider passing that along to us. We're very excited about investigating the paranormal in our state. If you need to reach me, feel free to shoot me an email at adam at hauntedfoxvalley.com or find us on any of the already mentioned social networking sites. I'm Adam. Thanks for listening, and welcome to the Paranormal Path. I look forward to walking with you.